On the Record with Gavin Riley. Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC, a dedicated private business team built around you. It all adds up to the new equation on News Talk. First of all, we're going to talk to a politician, but not necessarily um, about politics, because it being the bank holiday weekend and it being the start of the major tourist system, uh, tourist season in the country. It does bring to mind uh, how many people will be driving this weekend along the Wild Atlantic Way, something which hasn't always been there. Of course, many of the roads have always been there, but the branding itself or the idea of the Wild Atlantic Way as a kind of a tourist product is still relatively new. In fact, it's only been around for about nine years. Uh, the junior minister at the time who introduced the idea of the Wild Atlantic Way is the Fine Gael TD, Michael Ring, who is with us now. Uh, Michael, thanks for very much for joining us on, on a, a bank holiday Sunday. Uh, you might start off by, by first talking us through how the idea came about. Well, look, at people forget back in 2011, we had a major recession. The Troika were in the country. And at the time, we were looking at ways and means to bring people into the country. And in 2011, first, we had the gathering. And people forget about that. You know, the economy is going so well now. And we forgot about our diaspora as well in 2011. And before that, we had forgot about them. But we needed them. We went and started the gathering. From the gathering, we looked at other initiatives to see what could we do to help and support tourism in the future in Ireland. And uh, I was looking for ways and means. At the time, I was Minister for Tourism and Sport. And I was given the role, particularly at tourism, to try and get people into the country, to try and get people within the country to, to, to I suppose, uh, vacate in the country itself. Uh, so one of the ideas they came up with was the budget in 2014 was the Wild Atlantic Way. And I remember I remember well one of the comments from uh, not your station, I have to say, but RTE, or oh, this must be something to keep Michael Ring happy in the West of Ireland. <laughs> well, that, that wasn't the case. This was natural infrastructure we had. And Vulture Ireland at the time, they got a, a, a company in to see what we could do about tourism. And they came up with this wonderful idea, the Wild Atlantic Way. And I'll tell you, people forget this, how they actually came up with the name was a very simple way. Somebody from a PR company a month before that, that time the Oireachtas Report used to be on television every night. Yeah. Now we have the full-time channel for, for the, the doll. But uh, I was making a speech in the doll and I was given out to the government at the time that a, a few years before that I was saying, you know, they were forgetting about rural Ireland, letting down rural Ireland. And, you know, because we lived in the Wild Atlantic Way and that stuck in somebody's mind and that's how the name was got for the, for the Wild Atlantic Way. So the name and actually, was, then the name came about because it was just a phrase that you had used off the cuff in the doll a few years previous. Well, that's what I was told, and that's what I was told, and I was told by the people. I was told that directly by the by the people that had done the work, and I was told that by Falch Ireland. That's actually how the name of the Wild Atlantic Way, because I was given out to the government at the time saying, "You're forgetting about us because we come from the Wild Atlantic Way." Okay. And you know something? It was a great initiative. The infrastructure was there, the scenery was there, the the beauty was there. the The only thing we put in was a number of signature pints, and the amount of visitors that it has attracted from. Uh, abroad and, and from within the country itself it's just unbelievable mm. and one of the things which I find almost to be its hidden genius is that as you mentioned we already had the infrastructure and, and all the scenery was already there so so really what it amounted to and, and I don't say this in a negative way but that it was effectively just putting a label on a, on a thing that was already there yes and also we did we, we, what we did we did a 
14 or 15 signature points within them in Madden Head, we did them in Dub Patrick, we had Kill- uh, in Cliffs of Moher, uh, we did them in Donegal, and you know, they were lovely, beautiful signature points, and we put signage and we explained what the area and the region was about. And these signature points were beauty points that you could look uh, like if you, like there was one to be put in Kim Bay and Akil, which hasn't been yet completed, whatever mm. all the others have been completed. And it, there's no doubt about it that the scenery was there, the beauty was there, and what what really needed was the initiative to go out there and I suppose sell what we had and I was given the job and I did all over Europe I did all over America and it was easy sellers because when I was speaking about the Wild Atlantic Way I could see it in my heart I could see it in my mind I could you know and when I'd be I remember being in Germany and in different places and people would come up to me and they'd say what's this Wild Atlantic Way and I'd be trying to explain to them look at I say there's only one way to do it just come and see it and when you come and see it you'll come back and back again and there was no doubt about it particularly the Americans they really really loved it and they they loved the concept of it the Wild Atlantic Way it got into their heads and they wanted to come to Ireland they did come to Ireland and they've left a lot of money and I, I must say up to 2019 uh, it has been a great success and still is a great success but I suppose now we're, we're, we're into a situation um, where I suppose we had COVID and that kind of slowed down things a bit. Mm. But up to 2019, they were telling me that they had five, over 5 million domestic tourists, tourists had visited the Wild Atlantic Way. It generated 1.1 billion in revenue. Uh, uh, they also tell me that uh, overseas visitors, there was 3.4 million overseas tourists had come to see the Wild Atlantic Way. And again, that created 1.9 billion euros in revenue for tourism. And on top of that, then, we have to remember the amount of jobs that are created. There's over 120,000 plus people working in tourism in this country. It was, again, we have to go back and then we have to go forward. We have to go back and forget we were in a major recession. The country was in a bad way and we depended on tourism to get us, get us out of that. I went to government at the time and I got the, the, the VAT rate reduced from 14% down to 9 and that was a great help and support to the tourism sector and they have still have it to this day. They have the, the tourism rate down to at 9% mm. VAT. Um, on that note though, um, and the, obviously this was conceived of at a time when we were desperate to get people in the door um, we, we now find ourselves at the other end of the spectrum where we're finding it very difficult to find any space for people to stay in the door having worked in, in the whole area of rural development and uh, as a junior minister for tourism are you concerned that the obligations that we have at present are going to have an overall lasting damage for our tourism offering? I am, and, and on top of being Minister for Tourism and Sport, I was the first minister that was ever appointed for rural development in Ireland. And I have to say, with all the schemes that I set up in relation to trying and, and, and enhance the infrastructure that we had, we certainly uh, put a lot of funding into rural Ireland. We put a lot of the visitor centres and did different things to try and encourage people to come in. And I am worried. I'm worried about the tourism sector and I'm worried about the people that are in the tourism sector now. The government put a major investment into, into tourism, put lots of money into it. They brought the VAT rate down and now we have a situation where people are complaining to me. Now, I come from a town and in, in Westport, as you know, a major tourist attraction, a fantastic town. This weekend, it's uh, you know, it's full to capacity, but the big complaint now is capacity because a lot of the hoteliers, the a lot of the suppliers of bed nights in the tourism sector have now let their beds out now, particularly for 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 uh, the Ukrainians and and for the asylum seekers that are coming into the country, and that's going to have a very serious knock-on effect for tourism in the future. I hope these people have thought wisely. There was a major investment put into tourism. It's a business that had taken off. It was going very well, and I hope that they 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 reconsider what they have done because there's no doubt about 
issue. Capacity is a big issue. And when you don't have the capacity, prices started to go up. And there is, there's yeah. no point, and I'm not going to be afraid to say it. The prices are going up. People are giving out about the prices now in relation to 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 sure. getting accommodation in in tourism sectors around the country. When you say so that, that, when you say though that you you hope that people have considered what they're doing, is that to say that there was any alternative to the situation that we found ourselves in, where we have eighty thousand people from Ukraine who need to be put up I one know, place I know or another? We had to support them and help them, but at the same time, when you have a very good tourism sector, I mean, we. The, Please God, the war in Ukraine will finish in the near future, and I hope it does, and we everybody does. And our country, we did a very good job in trying to support and help people coming into the country with asylum seekers and with the the, the Ukrainians. But we also have to mind the tourism business that we have. There's a lot of people employed in tourism. There's a lot of people complaining to me now. Not the hoteliers, not the restaurants, but there's other people that are involved in the tourism sector that supplying goods. They have more cycleways, or, or they have supplying bicycles, or other things that they're supplying for the tourism sector and they are now being affected and jobs are being lost and I think that is something we need to look at very quickly we need to look at the capacity again and we we, we do all hope that that war will end in Ukraine mm. and that a lot of these people that are got into that sector now will come back into the tourism sector but, again But is, I suppose the question really is Michael is there an alternative to the situation that we found ourselves in where if hotels are naturally tied up accommodating people from Ukraine and those in international protection is it a, not a, just a natural consequence of taking on those numbers or do you think they could have been put somewhere else? Well, look, at we, we, all I can say is I suppose that they were needed at the time and but they, a lot of people saw an opportunity, took the opportunity and these were people that were in this business. They, they, they see a handier way of making money and I have to say that, that it, it, look, at we have to remember that, that, that we mightn't always have the economy that we have now. We didn't have this economy in 2011, and people have very sharp memories. In 2011, we had the, 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 the Troika in the country. And mm. again, I want to thank our diaspora all over the world who came in and supported us for the gathering. And we did need revenue at the time. We did need money. We did, did need visitors. I did every hall in... In, in Great Britain that could be done yeah. I was there at 11 or 12 o'clock at night with our diaspora asking them to organise something for the gathering they did it for us but the one complaint that the diaspora had had was when the, when the tiger was booming around the country of Ireland we had forgot about our diaspora and we had to go back to them again and the same diaspora were there in the 30s the 50s the 60s the 70s when there was no European Union it was the dollar from America it was the, the pound from Britain mm. that kept us alive when we had no European Union the economy economy is going well now. 2011 it wasn't. Things can turn very quickly. And all I'm saying is we built up a very good tourism sector over the last 30 years. And I don't like to see it at what's happening at, at the moment with mm. it. When you were the Minister of State for Tourism, uh, the senior minister in your department was Leo Varadkar, who of course is now in his second term as Taoiseach. Do you think that he and the rest of the government have done enough to try and manage the high cost of tourism or the generally high cost of living for everybody else? Well, look at I, I would I wish we could do more. I this week was an example, and I felt the government could have done something about it. But the Green Party dictators in relation to that the price of petrol and diesel went up this week. I felt they could have held that off. There's a surplus in the country this year. People are feeling feeling the squeeze very difficult in some places. People are really under awful pressure. And I felt that there was no need to put up the petrol and diesel this week because I've, people are under enough of pressure. Yes, the government have done well. They have supported and helped people. They helped the, the, the tourism sector as well as Jordan Covid. They helped the business sector. This government and the last government did very well to help and support people. Of course, we could do more and we will do more mm. and we should do more to help people that are in difficulty. Did, did you have you raised concerns uh, in, in the Dáil Chamber at, or at PP level, or for example, about the, that increase in the excise 
otherwise, I mean, I'm sure it was something that got, got voted through the chamber. So it would have been reliant on your vote to get through. It was, but at the time that was voted through with the chamber, and that's something that you have to look at at times. There's times we had in Jordan COVID and uh, Jordan the economic uh, difficulties that we had over the last two years, particularly people finding it very hard uh, because of the high cost of fuel and everything else because of the war. Uh, I I felt you know lots of things were done that we never did before, and I felt this week we should not have put up the fuel. I felt the fuel should have been kept down. It's only putting further pressure on people. Every or every family home in, in this country needs their care, particularly in rural Ireland. They do need their cares. Mm. We don't have the infrastructure they have in Dublin and we don't have the Lewis, we don't have the Dublin bus. We're depending on our cares and when you hit people at the pumps, you hit people sure. in the pockets. Yeah, uh, And you've said that you think that was introduced effectively because the Green Party demanded it. Was it not also the case that Pascal Donoghue, who was the Minister for Finance at the time, made pretty clear that he didn't think that these cuts could be sustained forever? Well, it's not about the cuts. The, the, this, this is going to keep continuing on. But the, the, the problem but the cut, is... The cut in excise, case. though, that the government is now winding in, he said that those cuts couldn't last well, the, forever the, and they have to be wound the back. The cut in excise could have been done because they have got more money into the exchequer this year than they expected. There was no need to put this up this week. If the government were really serious about helping and supporting people, they should have held back on that increase this week because that's going to put up things again. Six and seven cents per litre is a lot of money. for, for It means 10 and 12 euros per filling a person's tank in their care. And that's that's a lot of money when people are feeling already squeezed. Of course, and there's more increases then due to come at the other end of the summer. Would you still be asking the government to reconsider those? I will, and I did, and I will continue to ask them. If we're going to have the surplus we're going to have this year, I think we should be looking at the excise duty. I think there's a time has come that, you know, when people are under pressure, uh, we're, we're all in favour of the environment. And in fact, in fact, I heard it said this week, the best people that have done their job has been the people in their own households or the people living in their homes that have tried to, 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 to re-engineer their houses to make them more environmentally friendly. They have done their job. It's the other industries that have not done their job. And again, who's, who has to pay? The poor the poor people that don't have it are the ones that are feeling the squeeze. They're the ones that have to pay for the petrol and diesel because they have to have a care okay. to bring their children to school, to bring them here and there and different things. And I, I felt this week that was one thing that could be done. OK, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, Michael Ring, Finnegal TD for Mayo and former uh, Minister for Rural and Community Development and uh, the person who created the Wild Atlantic Way. Uh, thank you both. Uh, thank you for very much for joining us uh, this lunchtime on The Record. Uh, one texter, so interesting to hear that Michael Ring not alone came up with the idea of the Wild Atlantic Way, but also the name. Is the Ring of Kerry also named after him? I wonder. Um, fact check, no. No, it's not. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC, a dedicated private business team built around you. It all adds up to the new equation on News Talk.